Welcome to the season finale of the Game Preview Podcast presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Ethan on the East Coast, Cynthia on the West Coast. We're in 2022. We're rocking and rolling. I hope you had a great New Year's. Jets Bucks was a little bit of a party at MetLife Stadium. Whether you're watching there, watching on TV, whatever it was. Great time all around. Let's just start with the Jets offense, all right? Like, we, we know that we're going to get to all four quarters. Let's start in the first quarter. Let's start with Zach Wilson because, Cynthia, it felt like that Zach Wilson really took some strides forward even from the week prior against the Jaguars against a very good Buccaneers defense. Absolutely. Fourth game in a row with no interceptions in this one. It's really interesting to see, like, the difference between kind of the beginning nine games and then these last four. It's really been about, like, this. we talked about it before, actually, on this pod, about the slow execution using shorter passes to kind of build on his passing kind of library, and then he can call on each type of pass a little bit more like strategically. So the using the shorter passes to build the larger passes, longer passes, longer passes, outside the numbers passes. That's what we've been seeing. And it's really been working. I mean, that was, that was a, an excellent passing game. And it was also impressive considering no Jamison Crowder again, no Elijah Moore, obviously no Corey Davis. Then we're getting guys like Dan Brown involved. Dan Brown gets hurt. Then Kenny Yaboa gets involved. And it just felt like Zach Wilson was very confident. And you really started to see the arm talent more than anything else against the Bucks. You know, it's really funny, and it's kind of ironic given this week's opponent, but we all would agree that Josh Allen is a really good quarterback in this league, right? So if you look to see Josh Allen's rookie numbers, they're not that much different from Zach Wilson's, which means that growth over time, like, that, it's all good, right? Like, it is it is all good. I, I kind of liked that note, especially kind of poetic with this week, but it also shows you that it takes a little bit of time to develop, and it takes a little bit of getting the right other pieces in place, and it is very hard to complete passes when you're missing more than half of your wide receivers. So it really is more impressive if you even look at the context and drill it down a little bit further. And looking at this week's opponent, the Bills defense, the best in the NFL, best passing defense. But the last time the Jets played the Bills, did not go in the Jets' favor, to say the least. 45-17 to 17 final score, MetLife Stadium. Mike White started that game. So this is Zach Wilson's first test against this Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott defense. And that defense is no longer with Trey White, who did play in Week 10. So what kind of challenges do you see for Zach Wilson this Sunday? It's interesting because the without Tredavious White, we've seen so we've seen interesting results. I, I think that's like the best way to put it, right? We saw, you know, they didn't adapt as well. Remember, their first game without Tredavious White was that Patriots game where the Patriots literally ran the ball like all but you know three attempts. So when you looked back at that, they didn't make it. They didn't adapt well. So what they've been doing in recent weeks is adapting better. They're back to their kind of more rotational situation. But I think this is a really great way to go have a last game for this season because the different types of look, looks Leslie Frazier's going to throw out there and the opportunity to blitz or not blitz, the different kind of the tricks, like they make it look be, uh, before the snap, like they won't show like where the safeties are going and they won't show the look. That's a really good thing to have in your arsenal because that's what's going to keep coming at you next year and the year after. So I think this is a, I think this is a really a, a really interesting one. And if they can get that run game going, which we've seen the Bills have have had games where they haven't been good against the run, that could be an opportunity for the Jets to really oh this is what it looks like when they don't know what we're oh like just put some there's a lot of rookies and a lot of young players on this team. So I think that it's a it's actually pretty encouraging to have this be the the final stop of the season because then you get a chance to grow. 
I think that's a great point. We're going to talk about this Jets rushing attack in the second quarter, which has been the one of the best in the NFL, really, the last two weeks. But in terms of Zach Wilson, I mean, you've been the first to say it. Like, don't look at the numbers, really. As a rookie quarterback, don't pay attention to it. And against a difficult defense against the Bills, like, what are you hoping to see out of Zach Wilson, numbers aside? You know, it's funny because when I think – that's a great question. Because when I think about what I, I'm hoping to see, I'm actually hoping to see – Team points. Like if you look to see in the past four games, the difference, it's been like almost 10 more points per game or more than 10 more points per game. And that shows you something even better than necessarily Zach Wilson's like true growth. It shows you that an understanding of the pieces working together and the pieces are not even your, what you thought were going to be your starting pieces, like in a couple months ago, even. So that to me is what I'm like, it's executing a game plan that's been laid out for you because you've got smart people architecting this offense. So it's really going to be about total points put up. So I'd like to see something like 21, at least 21 points in this situation. All right. That's a great point. And Zach Wilson, something to keep an eye on. He has not thrown an interception over his past four games, like 136 pass attempts. Let's see what happens this Sunday. The Bills tied for third in takeaways in the NFL, which obviously includes fumble recovery. So we'll see what happens there. But you mentioned the running game, which brings us to our second quarter here. The Jets running game the past two weeks. Over the last two weeks, number two in the NFL in rushing yards, rushing yards per attempt. So right now the Jets are playing at a high level despite – Kind of a, a revolving door in the backfield, revolving door. Kind up of a front. revolving door. Braxton Berrios took yeah. snaps in the back. And I loved it. I'm here for it, by the way. I'm, I'm totally here for that. Uh, you, you, well, I think that you like one Braxton Berrios, two, the trickeration that the Jets do, different formations. But if you were to look at this Bills defense and they've lost six games, right? The Buffalo Bills have. In four out of the six games, it's allowed a 100 yard rusher in four of those games. So running the ball against the Bills defense is clearly the recipe for success for the opposing team, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that has been. I mean, that's how the the New England Patriots beat them. Remember, Trevor Lawrence. They that that game was not won because of awesome offensive play, but they did get the ball down the field in large part because of their run game, right? You know, the the that was interesting. That was an interesting outcome. But the point is, is this run defense is exploitable, and this run defense has been. Suspect at times, for sure. And couple that with the Jets past couple of weeks. Right now, Michael Carter in concussion protocol. We'll see what happens if he's available to play. But what did you see out of the young rookie in his short amount of time against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Because on the third play from scrimmage, he took it 55 yards and almost scored. Yeah, those deep plays are a huge deal. If you look at a guy like, so Jonathan Taylor, who obviously leads the league in rushing, he also leads the league in 10 plus, 20 plus, 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus, 60 plus, 70 plus, 80 plus. No one's had a 90 plus run from it that isn't a special teams play. So he, the reason that he's able to have those explosive plays is one, really good O line play, and two, his ability to make extra yards after contact. You know who does both of those things really well? Reading where in their O line they should go and making making extra yards after contact was Michael Carter. He's kind of in a mold that's similar to that. So you see like flashes of this is how these deeper plays, these 10 plus 20 plus, these explosive runs that get you all the way to the first down, the number of first downs the run earns you. That's the number I look at for running back success. So like how many times are you going to get first down or touchdown? How many times are you putting me in third and one after whatever you're doing, right? Like those are the situations where that's like the true efficiency. And that's something that Michael Carter just like found an extra level 
an extra three yards. Like he's, he must have like really good quad strength, right? Like, <laughs> like, like you're like, man, you just moved at like 280 pound man. Like ugh. drop the quad routine, Michael Carter. That's what Cynthia is saying. Drop right? your leg day Not workout. Me. Right I don't here. need to do that. I don't need to do that. I, I, <laughs> I want to look at it. I'll be like, interesting. Keep, like, <laughs> that's good. You, you keep that up kid. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Because I, I wanted to be here anyway. I wanted to be in New York anyway. I really want to play with the Jets. Like, we turn up the biggest city in the world. There is no more passionate, more fervent fan base in the entire NFL. Yeah, it was, he, you know, Michael Carter's been a great bright spot for this Jets team. And over the past two weeks, or he didn't play two weeks ago, but the point being over the past two weeks, the Jets have had a lot of moving pieces. And this week, they might be without Michael Carter. Tevin Coleman right now still on, on the reserve COVID list. Maybe he's back. The Jets will be without George Fant, who was placed on injured reserve. Dan Feeney stepped up in a big way last week. He had a 92.8 run block rate on PFF. AVT had a 90 grade on PFF just overall. So what do you make of the success of this Jets offensive line and the running backs despite the moving pieces? I mean, I think that this was a good draft class. You know, like the front office and the coaching staff seem to be in lockstep. You've got, you know, your leading rusher, rookie. You've got your best O-lineman that has played this season. PFF grades of 90 all over the place, right? And then, of course, when you look to see, like, what what you're working with in the pass game, when he's healthy, Elijah Moore, how many, who leads in receiving? Yeah. So the point so, is, is, you know, that, that, that they're building the right way and you right. always have to build from your O-line out. And that was a really great pickup. I still want, like, I still want someone to ask Bill Belichick if he was actually going to take Elijah Vera Tucker. Like it's past the time when like reporters can really ask that because they've right. got Mac Jones and they're going to playoffs. But like, I, <laughs> like that, I believe that rumor. Like I totally, like I, I need, I must know someday I'll find out. I'll ask him. I hope you do. And I, you know, that could be a, um, an off the record conversation and off the record tidbit that you feed me maybe after you so find Bill. out. Hey, Bill. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, you got to ask his dog, Nike. He'll know. He's like that dog. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> and hopefully Nike makes an appearance. And that is the dog's name, right? Isn't it Nike? Mm-hmm. All right. Hopefully Nike makes an appearance on draft day again, because Nike's Nike's a good looking dog. I hope right? not because I hope that means we're not working from home. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Well, maybe so we Nike will get a picture. Maybe he can, can send us like an, it, yes. maybe he, can t- he can do a social takeover of the Patriots feed. There we go. Can, can Nike just walk around in the war room? How's that? If they allow sure. dogs, that'd sure. be probably the first, but whatever. That's how we, that's how we end the second quarter talking about dogs. I love dogs. I don't have a dog. He doesn't love a dog. Yeah, down the, Want down me the to road. send you a dog? I did the puppy bowl a couple of years ago and I literally sent my friend a dog. You can mail them on, on, um, like on Delta, they have these like pink. There's only like eight you or nine airlines that have it. Friend, dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worked the puppy bowl, and this amazing little puppy stole my heart. Actually, two of them. 
and uh, they were brother and sister. And uh, you can on eight different air on eight different airports. JFK is one of them. So I can mail you a dog. LAX to JFK. There you go. I was going to say, next time you do the puppy bowl, can I get on your short list of, of dog senders yeah. or receivers? Oh, yeah. So I FaceTimed and then I mailed my, yep. They're like, okay, send the dogs. And it was really cute. And it's like okay. it's video camera. Oh, it's, it's really cute. It's really yeah, cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, next time you do that, let me know because I definitely want to get involved here somehow. <laughs> All right. So that leads us to the third quarter. All right. Which let's, uh, let's talk about the Bills rushing attack because it feels like, when the Jets first played the Bills, didn't really exist. And over the past X amount of weeks, feels like the Bills have made it a point to try and run the football and have done so relatively well in terms of their running backs, not Josh Allen. Yeah, well, I mean, Josh Allen had two rushing touchdowns last game, so he's been pretty good in the run game too. Interestingly enough, against Atlanta, if you look at what Atlanta, coming to that last game, Atlanta was actually second best in the league at limiting rush yards over expected. Now you have to remember that rush yards over expected – that's what an average running back would do in an average situation. Now, do I think that they face a lot of average running back? <clears throat> Alvin Kamara? Mm, no, but but so in context, it just means they're very, very good. It doesn't necessarily mean they're the second best in the league at it, but they're very good at it. But um, I, I was interested to see how they're using Devin Singletary. They've had some questions about getting their run game going. This is the most pass-happy offense in the league for the majority of the season. So it was interesting to watch how Devin Singletary was able to be useful, especially outside the tackles. Talk about those explosive plays. He earned, like, on you know, on, on his outside rushes, he earned six of eight were for first down. So that was a – and he also scored a touchdown, too. So, you know, it was, it was an interesting note to see how they've improved in it. It's probably been a focus and a point of emphasis for Brian Dable on that offense. But, you know, it's it's an area that they're certainly inconsistent at and will try to – I'm guessing we see a lot of run game this week because going into – they're, you know, obviously already into the playoffs. So going into the playoffs, they're going to want to probably figure out that part of their game because without it, it makes it very hard for them to consistently win. And the Bills right now fighting for the AFC East title. So it's a win in your in or not win in your in, win in your crown. In your basic, they're, they're most yeah. likely they could be every position pretty much on the board. Um, so they I think they're gonna end up being four, most most likely to be four, but they could go all the way up with some with some strange losses. They could go all the way up to the first place one. So they have something to play for. They're not um right. You know, it's, is, it's not like the the Packers who this week. I mean, the Lions will probably beat the Packers because the Packers will roll out Jordan Love and, you know, make it fun. And Or, or like with the Matt Flynn game, Jordan right. Love will pass for 407,650 yards. Cool. And, and then he'll go to, like, the Seahawks. And then, oh, wait, Russell Wilson. All oh, comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. That, wow. You, you're really looking down into a uh, training camp. Of like Crystal Ball is, like, real special. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. All right. So, basically, the point is that the Jets – Played the Bills 2019 in Buffalo season finale. They didn't have anything to play for. This is not the case. Nope. The Bills clearly have something to play for. Robert Sala said that he's really excited. He thinks it's going to be a great learning experience just from the urgency that the Bills will have on Sunday because that's like real December, January type playoff football. People think betting is about what you know. It's also about who you're with. With the WinBet sports betting and casino app, you bet with Win. Ben, look at this, look at this. New York plus three and a half at home. They're 44 and 22. Win. No New York bets. Hey. Hope you didn't bet on Boston. Shaq, did you bet on Boston? I went with Greg on this one. He has a whole system. Big payout, big payout, big payout, big payout. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Greg, Greg. Yes? What is the Greg system? I pick my color, mostly. So that brings us to our fourth quarter, which is Josh Allen and this passing offense. I know you said 
maybe the Bills are going to look to run the ball a little more than they have before to try to try to basically get that train rolling for the playoffs. But Josh Allen, I know he had an awful game last week, season low, 120 yards, three picks, 17.0 quarterback rating. He's still a very good quarterback. You still have to account for him all with his feet and his arm. What kind of challenges do you think the Jets are going to see Sunday knowing what they saw week 10? Well, you have to some, – some context is always key here. So, obviously, Cole Beasley had not been practicing with the team for the majority of the week. We saw some weirdness from him, and that's usually a very reliable receiver for Josh Allen. In fact, last season, that was like his third down buddy. We've seen Stephon Diggs is still Stephon Diggs. He gets covered a lot more, so he doesn't have – he doesn't lead the league in receptions like he did last year. But he's still Stephon Diggs, so it'll be interesting. We've seen – I've said interesting a million times. I'm going to see if I can go the rest of the pod without saying interesting. Ready? <laughs> go. Um, we've seen Gabe Davis be useful in the deep passing game. And then is Emmanuel Sanders going to play? I'm not sure. So I think they're going to look to get their rhythm back because they had a lot of, you know, like every team this year, and we there's there's no one who's been exempt from this, the ebbs and flows of what happens when you're practicing and preparing when the guys aren't available or not, what, all these. And then, of course, the the changing rules of when people come back. Like, I the, the rhythm would be something that I would think that they, the, they need to get their passing rhythm back because those three picks against – I've, look, you know, I'm going to give the Falcons defense a little credit. Like AJ Terrell really had a breakout year this year and he, no team is as bad as, or as good as it seems. Right. So, you know, I, I think they had a, they had a really good game plan and I think they're going to, they're going to try to figure out, uh, they put some stuff on film that I'm sure coach Sala is like, Ooh, we can do that. Let's do that. What, how about that one? You know, I, I think he's going to like that. And also the, the weather, I know I don't know if the snow was coming down at the time of last game, but it was definitely on the ground when you're looking at the highlights. Something to keep an eye on when you play in Orchard Park, always the weather, whether that's wind, rain, snow. I mean, we saw the Patriots-Bills game, what happened there, the Falcons game last week. But this Jets secondary, it, it, it's going to sound like a silly question because Tom Brady threw for a lot of yards last week. He had three touchdowns. He threw a pick six. Who, well, who, Tommy? Yeah. Well, he I mean, he, he threw a pick. It, I know, uh, but it was almost a pick six. So I, I I I was wishing it was a six. Can we call it, it like almost a, there? Can, can almost. we call it a pick three because it led to a field goal? I mean, I, I don't know. When you get that far down, you get the X. I feel like it's three bonus points. Like it's not even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just bonus points at that point. Okay, bonus. Uh, uh, pick three bonus points. A pick. I like that. Yeah, a pick plus a possession. You know, like you just get that extra possession. Uh, yes, and you get to you get to eat some clock. It, it was great. It was, it was a great play by Brandon Eccles to pick off Tom Brady. So he's trying to but, get Brandon Eccles a little more than three, but whatever, we're good. Go ahead. Well, he did have a pick six against Miami. So I know. All right. So basically, Brandon Eccles responsible for nine points, or we'll give him At ten least. if we if we give him the extra point as well. Regardless, Tom did throw for a lot of yards. Josh Allen threw for a lot of yards when these teams played. He completed over seventy percent of his passes. Three touchdowns as well. What did you make of the way the Jets secondary played last week, considering Tom threw for a lot and, you know, really held him in check, I would say, for a majority of the game? Or, uh, and what do they need to do this week against Josh Allen? Okay. So, first of all, we need context here, too. Not only were they missing Chris Godwin, who had an ACL tear done for the year, but also in the middle of the game, something really weird happened and Antonio Brown just quit. So he was just done, which means all of their the things that they had on film and all of the ways to prep, you don't just 
whatever you think about Antonio Brown, and I, ho- I hope he's okay, uh, you don't just replace him. He's incredibly talented. So the way that it all had to switch and be different, it would be hard for any secondary to be able to adapt to that. It would be hard for any offense to figure that out. You're lucky you have Tom. If you didn't have Tom Brady or you didn't have one of these guys who's really, really excellent at figuring out changes and just rolling with it, then you're going to have a problem, you know? And and that was that's kind of what you saw. It was very confusing. Like, we already talked about last week how the secondary was able to learn a lot from what Tom Brady's going to put on, you know, in terms of pre-snap alignment and looks and how it changes all and then now you add in this like really weird situation where this guy is just gone. Who, what? Like, it, it's super confusing. So I actually think it's better than it looked. Maybe the numbers are not awesome, but this is Tom Brady we're talking about. And this is a really difficult situation to navigate. And by the way, Rob Gronkowski is still there. He's huge and he's a mismatch problem for anyone. So, like, let's just, let's just, weird game. Some weird stuff happened. And I thought they adapted really well. And I thought, they really did a good job. They, they were in this game because of the way that the entire team played. It was a team football game, and it, it, it unfortunately didn't end up the way that Jets fans would have liked. But it was still like that. That was not a. Um, they didn't. That, that was not a bad. That, that was a good game by them, even though that maybe specific numbers don't look awesome. It was still a very good game by a very young secondary. And the Jets, when the rubber meets the road, the Jets were in the game. And two yards away from a totally different storyline than what was discussed moments after the game. And we'll see what happens. Buffalo week 18, the first in NFL history, the season finale of the 2021 season, although it is technically 2022. That's how we put a bow on the first the first season of the game preview podcast presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Cynthia, it was a pleasure all season long. And hopefully this time next year, we're talking about, you know, a couple more games in uh, in January. I know. I'm I'm sad not to talk to you anymore anyways, but we'll have, to, I guess we can keep texting and yeah. still, and, and well, I'll send you some recipes, right? Yes. Yeah. I, that, that's going to happen. I'm, you you need get... to come out to LA. I, I mean, I, I'm going to get to New York. I miss New York. I haven't been to New York in two years. Well, I hope for your sake, you don't come when it's cold, unless that's what you miss. No, I don't miss the cold. I'm going to wait till it gets a little little warmer. Yeah, I I, I would say maybe like March to May. Nope, not even March. I'm more of, I I like April. April, New York, awesome. Yeah. All right. April, April to June then, because once it gets too hot, it's disgusting. Oh, I don't mind the too hot. Never, nothing's ever too hot for me. It's weird. Even the humidity? I don't mind. I don't mind. I I don't know. Whatever. It's weird. Anytime (laughs) after April, you're welcome. Right. (laughs) Not a day before. Okay. And then we'll, and then up until that point, I'll be sending you recipes. Ooh.